Welcome to Greenwood on Deck with your host, Clay Sprouse. We are meeting our talented residents who are shaping the social and cultural landscape of Greenwood, South Carolina. Greenwood on Deck is a production of CES and presented by Anchor. Okay, welcome back into Greenwood on Deck. Today's guest is coming to us from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. And of course, I am talking to the one and only Mr. Brandon Smith. Most people call him B. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I don't know about one and only. There are many other Brandon Smiths. Yeah, actually, when you go on Facebook and you search Brandon Smith, you get about uh, 50,000 results, That's right. as a matter of fact. so. Uh, For those of y'all that don't know Brandon, he is doing a lot of things in the Greenwood community. As I like to say, he's prolific, and uh, we're going to definitely get into some of those. But, B, why don't you start off by just telling folks a little bit about your background in Greenwood. All right. I grew up in Greenwood most of my life. Went to Lakeview, East End, Emerald. Uh, I was actually born in Arkansas, but moved here as as a youngster and fell in love with Greenwood almost immediately, I'd say. And it's certainly, I, I certainly, while I'm not a native, I almost, I consider myself a naturalized Greenwoodian. Sure. Well, sure. okay, so you said that you lived in Greenwood most of your life. Now, you went to school at Furman. I did. And then you went to USC Law School, right? How long were you living in Columbia for? I did. Well, and I know you'll appreciate this as a game guy. It was the only law school in the state at the time. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's, it's a great law school. I'm just not a Gamecock fan, but for all those Gamecock fans out there. That's okay. But, uh Yes, I went to law school from 01 to 04. Right. And then you lived in Florence for a little bit, right? That's right. I ended up getting an on-campus interview, which those typically don't work out long-term, but I ended up living in Florence for nine years. My, all three of my boys were born there, and, and it was a great place. We enjoyed Florence a lot. There, it was nothing against Florence, but we just at least I did, knew I always wanted to return to Greenwood. And so I had to had to bring Tara, my wife, from, she's from Atlanta to Columbia to Florence to Greenwood. I had to slowly downsize her. And she was not keen on the issue of moving back to Greenwood at first. Once we made the decision, she's absolutely loved it. She is uh, as big a cheerleader of Greenwood as I am. That was so, actually going to be my next question about where Tara was from and if she liked Greenwood. She does. She, uh, <laughs> I know she does now. She does, I, right. I guess I was more curious of when y'all moved back. Because y'all moved back in 2015 or? 2013. 2013. Uh, over, oh, okay. Over five years ago now, and it's just been just such a blessing to get back. And, and this, this is home. Now, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you were born in Arkansas. 
what is your relationship with the University of Arkansas? Because anyone who knows B. Smith knows that right. you are a huge Razorback. Right. What is your connection there? My, my, my dad played football there back in the days when offensive linemen weighed 215 oh, okay. to 225. But they were, uh, they were a good team back then, and, and so I've just always been a, a Razorback fan. And it was in the mid-'80s when we moved to Greenwood. My dad was with Savannah Lakes Village, which was owned by an Arkansas-based company. And you actually got to go to the College World Series this year. Arkansas made it all the way to the finals. That's right. You dragged Brian Pinson out to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Right. And probably the trip didn't go exactly as planned at the end, but what did you think of Omaha? Omaha was fantastic. I can't say enough about Omaha. Really, really cool place. I didn't know what to expect, but it was a lot bigger than I thought it would be. We, We had a great time. I... I want to, I've, I've, it's a bucket list thing. I've been wanting to go to Omaha forever. And I asked a ton of friends if they would go. And when I asked Brian, he said yes. I said, did, did you just did you say yes? I said, no take backs. So ended up, we got some plane tickets. And he was a, a good friend to, to go out there with me. And 17 and two-thirds innings were, uh, were fantastic. And then, and then it kind of right. The we bottom were, kind of fell out. Right. We were scheduled to go to games one and two, uh, or games two and three. Excuse me. Got right, the, the game one on Monday got postponed until Tuesday, so we right. ended up seeing games one and two. But right. But, so why did you? Uh, why did you go into law school? You know, I even even when I got out of law school, I still didn't really know what practicing law was all about but but to to answer your question I went into law school because there was there was a a kind of an innate sense in me that I always wanted to to go into law didn't exactly understood what that meant Uh, I, I knew I had some some decent skills in terms of persuasive arguments my parents will tell you but when I, I majored in history at Furman, and it's you're, you're kind of limited, right? So it either become up, a history teacher or a lawyer, history teacher, museum curator, right, uh, or or a lawyer, and so it ended up ended up working out great. I enjoyed my time at, at Carolina, and have enjoyed practicing law for 14 years, right? And you've really established yourself in Greenwood too. Everyone knows where B. Smith's law firm is over there on Maxwell Avenue, right. and you're right there in the middle of town. It is a good spot, and I, I will say, practicing law in Florence for nine years, those were kind of my developmental years, and I tried many cases in the PD area of South Carolina. And so moving back here five years ago, while, yes, Greenwood was my home and all, I always has been my home, I still had to reestablish myself in the legal and business community. I could understand that. But, but you know, when, it, when we moved back here, we had a lot of people in Florence, because they knew I grew up in Greenwood, they said, well, we understand, you're, you're moving back to be closer to your family. I said, well, it's not exactly true, because my folks actually moved to Arkansas several years ago, back to Arkansas several years ago. But I certainly consider many people here in town part of my family maybe not blood family but but 
I don't think a lot of people understood why I was so driven to to move back here. But it's but I just I, I knew it was all this is where I belonged. Well, I think what you're saying there is gives us the perfect transition into it is pretty well known you have established now that you are running for mayor right right now it looks like you are going to run unopposed why why run for mayor why participate in municipal government is is it because of that passion for greenwood it certainly is i like i was telling you just a little while ago i don't think you're gonna find a bigger cheerleader for greenwood i'm I just I, I find Greenwood to be just the the perfect city, mm-hmm. town, city, it, whatever you want to call it. But I think the stickers that uh, the I think the, the partnership uh, came up with that said Greenwood. What was it? Greenwood, uh, just the, the 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 perfect place. I I, I can't remember the exact, the exact language on there. Right. But that pretty much sums up my feelings. I. I just I think we're a perfect sized town. We're not trying to be anything we're not. Greenville is a great place, but it's become the the big city. Yeah. And when you get a Dave and Buster's, you become a big city. That's and right. That, and that, they're, they're, they're the big city. Isn't that the old saying? <laughs> I think that is Confucius said that. Right. We're but good. Uh, but you know we we don't have interstates going through here. Florence, Florence reminded me a lot of what Greenwood would be if Greenwood. Had two interstates that met, two major interstates that met there on the way to the beach. Right. Because uh, it's Greenwood is a hub for for an area, but I just I love the the uh, per- perfectly situated. I think yeah. is what those stickers said, I, and and that's just Greenwood. I love uh, everything everything about Green. I mean, we we certainly have our own issues too, but I, I think this was this just happened to be the right time. I as as I think I've put out there before, when I was in the fifth grade, I wrote an essay about wanting to be mayor of Greenwood one day. And Do we still have a copy of well, that? Well, I'm sure it exists somewhere in my mom's... Oh, it's not in the or, Greenwood Museum? I'm, and I'm, for the, the, those people, I'm using organization in, in air quotes, but uh, right, it's, it's certainly not anything that's, you know, like the Declaration of Independence over at our library or anything, but, but it's... It, it and it had kind of been in the back of my mind, in terms of public service, sure. and it just this seemed to this was the right time. And I, when, when Mayor Adams announced he wasn't running again, I had some people approach me last year, and I and I said and I said it's something I'll have to think about. And once I talked to my family and talked to friends and supporters and knew what was, I, I would have some have support. I knew it was the right thing to do, and I just I, I feel like Greenwood has a ton of momentum going for it. I'm a fan of what mayors Adam and Nicholson have kind of put in motion in right. terms of our. Yeah, I think I think you're right that the genesis of it was Mayor Nicholson, sure. and, and it's really the momentum has just carried. Sure, and you look at things like the barbecue festival. Uh, I think that's a perfect example of it is, and and I couldn't be prouder of Greenwood at that time. I mean, I, I tell people, I, I said, this is, I had some people come to visit us last year, and they left. I said, I'll be honest, it's not like this every weekend, but this is this is really fun to get into showcase Greenwood and have I, talking to uh, Laura Hudson, I mean, this is one, one of, if not the biggest barbecue festival in the southeast at this point. Right. And we have nationally recognized 
blues musicians that come in musician and it's just it's a phenomenal weekend and but having said that too we have a lot of communities outside of uptown that we need to make sure we don't neglect also understand we got a lot of a lot of positive momentum with greenwood but i want to make sure everybody's being heard what um how has your candidacy been taken around town? What, is, what has been your impression of folks, uh, or what is their impression of you? Sure. I, I've, it has been overwhelmingly positive. And when I, say, I, I can't think of any negative responses, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure I, I, I want to get out there and talk to folks. I have a lot of ideas, but my, my plan is to whether I have anybody that decides to run against me or not, I'm going to do the same thing. I want to get out there and several times a week go to lunch with realtors, business owners, teachers, janitors, whatever. I want to understand the issues that are, that are, that are weighing on people that are, pre- that, that are important to people in Greenwood so that I, and I'm going to city council meetings so that when, you know, when, when November comes, if I'm lucky enough to be elected, I can really hit the ground running. Right. So do you have an impression of what would be the biggest challenge to the new incoming mayor? Can you pinpoint something? Well, that's a good question. In terms of challenge, I think any incoming mayor is going to have to kind of get up to speed on just what's going on, what has been debated. And and Charlie Barano is a wealth of information, and he, he, he... he works like a dog every day uh, for for the city of Greenwood, but there's and, and if you go to my Facebook page, which I'm I'm new to Facebook because of the campaign, Facebook page or my website Smith Four the letter Four Mayor the letter Four the letter Smith Four Mayor so the number the, the, the four. number Four excuse Not me we'll edit that out. Um, not the letter for. There's the no editing on, on my part. Uh, that uh, you know, I think I think most folks in Greenwood know that Greenwood is just a, a, a probably just a picturesque, wonderful place. Again, like I said, we've got our issues, but you know, a lot of times you Google Greenwood and you you would and a lot of people moving into Greenwood from out of town for industry from the from the north or wherever. They, they Google Greenwood, okay, you know, I'm being re- relocated to Greenwood, and there's there's this unfair perception that Greenwood is this crime-riddled place with poor education. We know that's not the case, uh, but we've got we've got we've got to dispel that perception. And I think people you know people like you and other folks that are interested in the, the school board process, I think are going to help us uh, do that and. I just applaud anybody who is willing to, to to serve in the public eye like that. But but you know there's there there's there's that there's we in addition to that folks moving in from out of town and they want new housing and we've got to be able and this is a lot of things I'll a lot of issues that I I think I have are city and county issues and so I look forward to working with our our county leaders also. In trying to house these people so that they're not it just it baffles me that people are willing to drive 50 minutes to even upwards of an hour 
to Greenwood for work every day, but and not live here. Um, and, and that's we've got to we've got to capture the folks. And at the end of the day, if someone is absolutely bound and determined to, I'm going to live in Greenville. You know, God bless them. But I, I think once people get here and realize this is a great place to raise a family, uh, and it is safe, that that they'd fall in love with it too. And along those lines, uh, I look forward to cleaning up our town and this is this is certainly not an easy prospect or anything I that I don't think our our previous uh, the current administration has done wrong I just and I don't know whether I am I am noticing it more as I get older but the trash situation in our town is just and, and maybe it's everywhere but it's it, it's eye-opening and appalling right and so I, I went to dinner with Mayor Adams the other night and told him, I said, look, I don't know that I can follow in your footsteps with Minute with the Mayor. Uh, so instead of Minute with the Mayor, we're going to have trash time with Tara, <laughs> which is my wife. And on a monthly basis, we're going to find the areas in town. And in, I look forward to working with Keeping Greenwood, Keep Greenwood County Beautiful. And, and we're going to have a concerted effort because I, I think our – I think our town is beautiful. I mean, the Festival of Flowers wouldn't wouldn't be in Greenwood if we weren't just a, a beautiful town. So, but we we need to we need to make sure we clean this clean the town. Uptown looks fantastic all the time, but our dedicated city employees we just don't have the resources to get them out right. everywhere. Right. And so it takes a takes an entire community coming together. Right. So. Yeah, and uh, with trash time with Tara. I guess every first lady has to have some sort of cause. That's right. To grasp onto, that's so right. that's going to be her thing. It's tongue. It's tongue in cheek, obviously. You know, right, right. Melania had or has what anti-bullying. Right. Michelle was uh, food was, was healthy eating. Yeah. So it's tongue in cheek, obviously. Right. First lady of Greenwood <laughs> is is kind of a silly title, but but uh, but she is Tara's been supportive and. And she, if for those out there that know her, she is shy and reserved. So I plan to just bust into her office unannounced on a monthly basis. Very nice. What uh, what town leaders have you already met with, or do you have a good working relationship with some of them already? You mentioned Mayor Adams sure. already. Uh, who else have you had conversations with? Or? Sure, I've talked to, I've sat down with a lot of folks on county council. Most of city council I've, I've I've sat down with, talked about ideas. Heather Jones, the Partnership Alliance, and like I said, I've been trying to sit down with realtors, business owners, nonprofit uh, executives, folks from the United Way, Arts Center, and community community leaders right. uh, of of all backgrounds. Um, like I said, a lot of lot of nonprofits, and I, I just I want to understand. Like I said, I've got I've got ideas, but I want to understand. Think I've learned a lot. I've learned a, a lot of concerns that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. And so, um, but to answer your question, I've yeah, I, a lot of our local leaders, uh, elected officials, but also just a lot of community leaders too. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. 
and let's talk about music because we know that that is a major passion of yours. Now, How much time you got here? Yeah, I, I don't know. Not, not too much more, but I know that uh, many people out there that are listening know that you and I have a background as far as music together. Uh, when we formed Jackson Station with Kevin Brock and, of course, Jason Arnold in the band as well, but we don't play around as much anymore, and you've, you've got your irons and other fires, and that's okay. Right. Uh, so... Bad Weather States, still managing those guys. Right. They've really, uh, they've really turned it on here in the last year or so. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're really they're really hot right now, and we're trying to we're trying to really ride this. They're, I think they're the kind of peak of their creative period. For those of y'all don't, that don't that don't know, Bad Weather States is is uh, a collection of some of the finest musicians in Greenwood. And while we're on that. That's another part of Greenwood that I like to showcase. Is we we've just got a just an awesome musical scene here for a, for a town our size. I think it's really special. The history here with medallions and and, and all the other. I mean, Craven Mellon has you know, roots here. Musical uh, legends out of Greenwood, but sure. but but Bad Weather States has really really hit their stride. They've they've got an put an album out last fall. All ten songs, all originals, and have another EP. We're hoping to be released in this upcoming fall, late later in September. The guys have been working really hard, and it's you know there there like I said there are there are tons of great musicians, but I'm 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 honored to be able to work with these folks. I, I just I love the creative spirit they've got, and music industry is a lot different than it was. 34 years ago right you know and I kind of taken a crash course in in music law over the last year I've attended a number of CLEs and done a lot of research on my own and read a lot but nowadays people don't buy music there are some facets for the most part it's streamed it's streamed and and musicians don't the, the the classic rock musicians who were owned Jets, you know, those are those days, days are of the gone. Past. I mean, if you're Beyonce or somebody like that, Taylor Swift, yeah, Taylor Swift, you can make a, a lot of money selling right. music, but it's different. And so now you you really make a lot of your money touring and getting out there. And these guys are are uh, hard workers and they're ready to get out there and tour and bring bring their taste of Greenwood music to everywhere. We starting in the in the Carolinas and Georgia and. They just uh, they just came back yesterday from a from a festival up in Virginia, and right. so we're hoping to get them out further. Love to keep expanding. Well, we're going to keep talking on the podcast uh, with other musicians in town. As a matter of fact, earlier today I talked to Stephen Galloway, awesome. and I'm going to catch up with him over at the Inn on the Square one night, and I'm looking forward to hearing his perspective as well. There's one other little band that you have a little bit of uh, involvement with outside of Jackson Station, right. and. Uh, and Bad Weather States, and that's uh, O'Doyle Rules. And right. uh, three-fourths of the band is made up of, of Smiths. That's I don't know right. how difficult that is for uh, Freddie McClendon, who is the leader. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think for anybody it would be difficult to deal with my three Smiths. But, but no, it's, it's, been, it's been a pleasure watching my boys. I always kind of carried them around when we were playing and sure. when we still play and wanted them to kind of get a front row view of Jackson Station and understanding music and and they're real talented 
kids. Uh, my, my oldest, Jarrett, plays guitar. My middle one, Wit, plays bass. And my, my, my baby, who's not really a baby anymore, Benjo, wild man Benjo, plays drums. And, and he's really progressed real he, well. He really I has. Mean, I was shocked. We, we did a little thing. Over the what was it before the summer school break right. over at Lakeview? That's right. And he played with us. That's right. And he was fantastic. He 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 was, and when they they opened Howard's up three or four months ago, and did did a great job. He was he was just kind of keeping the beat with real pretty simple beats, and he is. We, last last weekend they played upstairs here at Howard's, and he was he I think he hit every. Every piece of Will Thompson's drum kit up there. And you, you weren't back from Indy. No, 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 no. I'll still in Indianapolis. But uh, it was it was fantastic to watch. It was a lot of fun, and he got so excited afterwards. He tossed his hat into the crowd. Right. And so he he had he had someone drive him to the dollar store the other day. He bought ten hats. He said that's going to be his thing. So he's he signed them all. And after every show, he plans to. Throw them out in the crowd. I said, "Well, you know, you may, you may have some shows where not that many people out there to catch your hats." But well, as Jackson Station, we've played for shows where there were five that's right, people. That's yeah, right. So and, we've and been down that that's road. That's right. Before. And I, it's I have I do have my a, a lot of a lot a lot going on right now. But I I look forward to continuing to play music with you and and Kevin and and Jason. We need a we need a bass player for anybody. That's right. eBay is a reliable. We we've bass decided player. that we want to go in the direction of having a bass player That's in the band. Right. I mean, Jackson Station's not. I think we've gotten to the point where we're not going to play, you know, 10, 12 shows a year. That's right. not where we are in our lives. But we're still going to put together some stuff every now and then. I think we may even be playing Uptown Live in the fall. Oh, good. Um, I got to talk to Ashby and yeah. the Uptown folks about that. But good. Um, well, I, I look forward to it. I talked to Ashby yesterday. And O'Doyle Rules is opening on September 20th. Oh, cool. And I think that's the Emerald High uh, Hall of Fame that's, evening. That It is the night before the okay, Hall of night Fame induction. Before. Then maybe yep. it's the 21st. Yeah. Whatever day Uptown Live is that, right. that week. And they're opening for a guy named Preston James who was on The Voice in this... 17-year-old prodigy from Nashville. Wow. He's going to be so here. So he's probably really, really good. Right. So I think the, the idea was was to pair younger musicians with him. but To kind of have a more of a right. teenage focused right. or something that's along right. those lines night, kind of night, which that's right. they can always use that too. That's, that's right. I look forward to them kind of seeing, you know, up close with someone who's not necessarily that much older than them. You know, it's the professionalism right. in the music industry. But they're, they're enjoying it. I'm not, you know, I'm, in terms of just getting their name out there, I learned a lot of stuff with Bad Weather States and Jackson Station, and and I'm not I am not reaching out to anybody to you know to pimp my kids out for for musical performances, but I'm trying to I don't want them to get too overloaded with with music. They need to be kids, and they love sports and sure and learning and reading and, and all that so they love the braves love the braves which That's i right. know uh, real quick real quick story before i wrap up our sure. podcast today so b is going to get to go to cooperstown new york you're going to take the family up there in an rv that's, right. that's uh, right for the big induction of uh number 10 right that's right we're we're really excited about traveling to cooperstown we rented an rv and headed up there 
and never been to Cooperstown, so we're Wonderful. all Wonderful we're all pretty, you've been there, been there, yeah. So we're all excited, and we're going to try to get a little little baseball history in, and then on the way back, a little uh, a little. U.S. history. We're going to stop through Washington D.C. and oh, okay. for maybe like Gettysburg. Or well, something? we are going to Gettysburg. Gettysburg, Gettysburg, Gettysburg and I, then I've never been to Gettysburg. I would love to get there. Right. So we're leaving Cooperstown and going straight to Gettysburg and wow. then to D.C. Wow. Right. Okay. So I'm going to try to make a tradition out of the podcast. I asked our first guest T.J. three ending questions, and I'm going to ask you similar. Gosh, questions. I listened to the first podcast. Let me remember <laughs> what those questions were. So, what does Greenwood do best? I think Greenwood, Greenwood, what Greenwood does best is in, in just being itself and not trying to, not trying to be anything else than what it is. Right. Yeah, right. you mentioned earlier in the podcast right. talking about how Greenville is and right. how it's really developed. But right. Greenwood has stayed unique. It it's has. changed. Just, I mean, especially it, for someone like myself who's born and raised in Greenwood, it's certainly changed. Right. But. And especially now, it's just it's, it's such an inviting place. You walk down the street. If you're from here, you're gonna, you can't walk down the street without knowing people. It, so it's got a, a small-town atmosphere, but big-town big ideas. Yeah, and, and, so, and some of the pros. I mean, we still get some of the, you know. Right bigger restaurants and things right. like that that other places get but we That's have right. the unique small town places absolutely and I, and I and as much as I love our, our chilies and Outback and Odor, uh, uh, not Odor, 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 Charlie's. Odor, Charlie's. <laughs> uh, you know we have so many unique places like Howard's and and the Mill House and Montague's Montague's yeah sure um Oh, we, uh, kickers. kickers! Kickers is great, and and yeah. so we and a lot we, of places. We, we have a, we're, we're leaving off a lot of places. We, there we are. Are, I could. I, I, I don't mean to leave anybody out. T.W. Yeah. Boone's. I mean, I could. Don't I could. Go, I mean, it, it, the I list goes go on, and on, on and on. But we have. We do have leaders in place that are are. I think we've got a good team, and sure. we do a good job of attracting people here. We just industry here. We just we we got to. We got to keep the folks that move here living here. Well, you may have answered this question earlier in the podcast, but what does Greenwood need to improve on the most? I know you mentioned the trash situation. I don't know if that's your number one goal as mayor. Or- well, I think it's really the perception. We and and this this youth violence problem that seems to be kind of plaguing us lately is is one thing we we need to we certainly need to do a better job of, and I've. I enjoyed attending a, a violence forum that, that Edith Childs put on. I, th- she, I think she's put on five or six of them now. And so I, she's really taking the bull by the horns and, and trying, and to, it, trying to get some solutions. It, it is. And I, I tip my hat to her because she, she's organized this and had business leaders come in, educational leaders. Uh, I think there was just a general community uh, meeting. Sure. And i tell you what she did. She we went around the room and introduced ourselves, and then we went around the room, and everybody gave their ideas. So don't be bashful. Everybody give your ideas, and let's listen to what we can do better. And in that regard, I've, I'm, I think, and this is maybe one of my major talking points, is that, you know, when, when 
the YMCA left uptown, and when Seaboard went out, there was this perception, right or wrong, that the city had abandoned certain segments of our community. Understood. And it resulted, and the, the, again, the perception is that it resulted in a vacuum whereby we're seeing now uh, gangs and, and youth violence that's emerged because a, a lot, a lot of segments of our community have not had areas of positive, to, positive outlets for recreation. Right. And I think that we've got. Uh, I think that we're close to a solution there. And I, I've been. Uh, I've been working. I've got Jonathan Bass is advising me uh, with my campaign, and I and good resource, great resource. And I told him that. If I wasn't running for mayor, I would I would absolutely make him run for mayor. But, but I think that the YMCA is doing a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, if if it's if it, I think the YMCA will undoubtedly play a pivotal role in it. But we've we've got a lot of different options to to, to revitalize uptown, and and I uh, I look forward to a, a meeting I have going through Richmond, Virginia, on the way back from our trip next week with a certain local hero um, and just brainstorming ideas. Well, so. I, I applaud y'all. I know that um, there are so many challenges out there. And when you run for public office, you're putting your neck out on the line. Uh, but you're doing it for the greater good, and I'm sure that a lot of folks appreciate it. Here's the last question of the podcast. So uh, I know that you, are, uh, you enjoy a good beer. What is the what is the type of beer that's in your fridge at home right now? Because you like the I'm not the big fan of the micro brews or things like right, that. So what right. bri- what beer is in your refrigerator at home right now? On occasion, I will <laughs> have a beer or two. Um, at, but yes, I I have become a beer snob for good beer. I like IPAs, and for non beer snobs, that can be extremely annoying, and I get it. I remember when I was a non-beer snob, and like myself, the, that's right. And then uh, you know the the, uh, the light will eventually come on inside you, and you'll 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 see the. Well, the right light. now it's the Miller Light sign, right? <laughs> but yes, I, I I and I especially like the the most local IPAs that we have out there. Love what Good Times Brewing does down there, and Terrapin Sweetwater. Sure. Creature comforts. I would give give uh, Lee Self, his uh, cousin, a, a plug there. Creature okay. comforts in Athens. But yes, I, I occasionally will drink drink a beer or two on my back porch. I don't think there's yes. anything wrong with that. <laughs> um, okay, so how can people reach you? Well, I've, I've put myself out there. I, I'm on I'm on Facebook now. Against my will, I was part of a crew that swore we'd never get on Facebook but but it, it, it has turned into be a good good resource to allow people to to get in touch with me my phone number is on there 864-554-4535 email bsmith at basmithlaw.com the letter B not B-E-E Smith um, and my website or Come by and see me at 104 Maxwell Avenue. I'm street front uh, in the Greenwood Building. You'll see me out there if you want to sign T-shirt. I will. I'll hook you up. But that, like I said, I, I've I've got ideas, but I 
between now and when filing ends and then from filing until the election and then afterwards I'm just I'm here to listen to try to try to make sure I understand and, and whether whether anybody jumps in and runs against me I I, I certainly don't want to don't want the perception that I'm just, you know, I'm Putin or anybody running, you know, running unopposed. But uh, but whether somebody gets in or not, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to get out there and and meet with folks. I went to the um, I went to the vigil the other night for Quantavius. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was unfortunate. Morris, unfortunate situation. Morris uh, Morris Chapel Baptist Church, and I was just overwhelmed with the 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 love and support that people have out there and the desire for the folks that showed up to to make a change, right. to, to try to end this youth violence. So I'm trying to get out there, whether it's playing music and talking to folks or going to lunch with with community leaders or just getting out out and about. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to listen. So I, I want to stress that I'm trying to make myself as, as available as possible. Understood. Sure. Well... We certainly do appreciate you joining us here on episode number two of the Greenwood On Deck podcast. And uh, again, if you guys want to find B, you'll find him around town. Just keep walking around. Thanks again, B. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me, Clay. Thank you for listening to Greenwood On Deck. Please make sure to check out our Facebook page, Greenwood On Deck Podcast. We look forward to talking to you soon again, Greenwood.